The Colossal Tussle Podcast, episode number 30, and it's a rumbling road wild. It is I, KJ Hogg Johnson, uh, alongside <laughs> just John, vicious and delicious. How's it going, my friend? I'm good, man. How are you? How's everything? I'm back. I'm back. I'm giddy. <laughs> Um, You're kidding. Yes. I like it. I like it. I've recovered from food poisoning. <laughs> and like the thousand snowstorms that we've been mm, getting in Toronto. Thousands of snowstorms, <laughs> all sorts of shit going on that caused a rather lengthy hiatus for you boys. We yep. turned one years old during our absence. <laughs> we didn't even celebrate. Not a tweet to be had. <laughs> we're celebrating now. That's all that matters. You know, now. with a little rolled wild. Yeah, we're back. We're back with a vengeance. Happy to be back. We've reassessed. We've reevaluated, and we're happy to be back here. Colossal tussle tandem. Yep. Yep. Yes. 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 And a lot has happened. A lot has happened since we've been gone. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, we, we've been we've been gone for a little bit. So a lot of shit's been going down mm-hmm. in the wrestling world. Absolutely. You know. There's um, a Royal Rumble that has passed, an Elimination Chamber that has passed. God damn. And now a revolution that has passed. And Vince has a mustache, And apparently. Vince has a mustache. <laughs> a mustachio. So it's been it's been a, a busy couple couple months. Topsy turvy <laughs> to say the least. But yep. let's talk about revolution, because that's the that's the thing that is that's the most know, recent the earliest yeah. in our rear view mirror. Yep. And I mean I want to talk about it because it was an absolutely tremendous show. Great now, fucking show. Yep. Full disclosure. I haven't watched AEW in full in at least I would say three months. Okay. I have only caught the highlights. So this was like your first. This was my first time sitting, okay. getting back into it, getting okay. back okay. and sitting down and watching a pop of you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Well, you picked a good one to fucking come back into. You picked yeah. A fantastic. yeah, you picked a really, really good one. A great one. Yes. What did you think of the show? Uh, I love. Ex- well, I loved it except for the first two matches that I thought were. Decent. Mm-hmm. Um, I missed it on on the live show. I missed the first two matches, but I went back and watched them. Yeah, and I clearly didn't miss much. It wasn't no. that that crazy. The whole Ricky Starks and Chris Jericho feud, which has been good at times, but I feel like it's just gone on for too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jungle Boy and Christian. That's even <laughs> that's gone on even longer. You it know, has. with Christian's injury and all that, but. Yeah. Um, after those first two matches, it, it picked up and never looked back. Exactly, yep. very considerably. Uh, match of the night for me is the is the Moxley and Hangman Page. Yeah, Texas Death. <laughs> Forks were involved. <laughs> Bricks. Bricks. Uh, Chains. Tables. Barbed wire. Everything. Oh, man. everything you can think of was wrapped in barbed wire, Absolutely. knees wrapped in barbed wire, mm-hmm. fists wrapped like mm-hmm. everything. They ran the gambit, and it was a tremendous, tremendous uh, match. The ending was fucking brutal as shit. Mm-hmm. Like that, like if that's like the best way to, to end a match. Yeah, just hang them. Just yeah. hang them. Fuck it. Hang them with a chain. <laughs> Uh, a tap out, very rare for Mr. Moxley. Yep, yep. You know, uh, makes Hangman look great, look amazing. Yep, and it would have been the perfect ending to their story. Mm. Um, 
if AEW didn't restart it back up for some reason than the following week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I think they uh, they they definitely take the feuds on for far too long. A little bit. Yes. A little. Another great thing about this pay-per-view is that it wasn't six fucking hours yes. with a thousand matches. Uh, it was a shorter pay-per-view to their standards. Mm. Um, of course, because of the one hour uh, main event, yes. but it just it flew so much. Like at the end of the, the paper, I was like, "Wow!" Mm-hmm. Like I still have like time to do other shit. Like yeah. it was a perfect, perfect length of, mm-hmm. of for the pay per view. Exactly. Yes, we have the trios championships changing mm-hmm. hands. The elite lose in a bonkers match. An yep. absolutely bonkers match. Uh, a lot of twists and turns. A lot of high spots. They never let up. That knee by Buddy Matthews to the <laughs> face of Matt Jackson. Holy shit. Listen, these, these two teams were like made to fight each other. Mm-hmm. And I love that they created the trios t- titles and kind of centered it around these two teams. Mm-hmm. Um, now they're, they're, they got the JES Entering into the feud, so let's see where this whole thing goes. But I'm yes. super excited for those titles. Yes, yes, it's exciting. It's good to see them doing stuff mm-hmm. uh, that is high caliber. I yep. mean, I, yep. I would personally, I would like to see Kenny Omega back in the title picture. I would like to see that. But <laughs> the trios championships are. I like that they're building the foundation of these titles. Yeah, and yeah. making an effort to take them seriously. So yeah, I like and that. I th- and I still think that. Kenny's probably going to be like the final boss per mm. se for MJF. Right. I think there's they're they're just kind of building it up so that when it mm. does happen it's it's more impactful. Right. You know than just having Kenny be like his first or second feud mm. be it like you know his fourth feud or something like that. Fair know? enough, fair enough. And mm. then of course speaking of the AEW title. Yes. We had that <laughs> Iron Man. We had that Iron Man match. Holy shit, man. It's definitely one of the best Iron Man matches I've ever seen. Like, for me, the the best one was the Kenny and uh, Brian Danielson one. Ah. But this, but because that one ended in a draw, Mm. it was, it was first, but it was like a beatable first. Mm. And this one just fucking blew it out, in my opinion, just right. blew it out of the fucking water. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, MJF doing amazing work. <laughs> Great um, heel work, throwing really? water on kids and all the that shit. St- oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was sad to see. <laughs> Listen, sad man. to see that poor child just getting absolutely moistened. I, I loved, like, the even the build towards this match. Mm. With MJF being like, I'm not fighting a yeah. one-hour match. You guys got the me fucked up. I'm yes. not fighting a one-hour <laughs> match. That's not happening. And just the build to it was amazing. Yeah, The actual match was amazing. Usually Iron Man matches have like the first like 20 minutes that's just like rest holds and just kind of... Mm fucking around but they made sure like every minute was used properly yeah yeah, they maximize their minutes i mean the the two people that you want doing that match is is are those two (laughs) and i underestimated mjf but i think a lot of people he was in the best shape of his freaking life (laughs) and looked like a million bucks more than more than Fitting to go toe to toe with Mister Mister Danielson there, who yeah. is the best wrestler in the world. Yeah. I think that is very easy and comfortable to say. He is the best wrestler in the world, and probably 
has been the best <laughs> for a while world, <laughs> for a long time and we're just not acknowledging that enough <laughs> and then I, I also like the ending with them being like because at first i was i was i was getting ready because we were texting each other yes. throughout the event i was getting ready to send you a, a, a text <laughs> being like this is some bullshit <laughs> How is every Iron Man match going to end in a draw? <laughs> but I like that they came back and were like, no, no, yeah. sudden death. Yeah. And then instead of it being like a quick, you know, like roll up or something mm -hmm. like that, they actually did another, what seven was it, like minutes. two, seven yeah. minutes? Holy yeah, it shit. It was another seven minutes. It was a 67 minute yeah. affair. So they did that uh, another seven minutes. And then the whole twist at the end with him uh, beating uh, Danielson with... Uh, with the the LaBelle. the, yeah, the LaBelle lock. Yes. Yeah, beating him with the LaBelle lock. I liked the way that they used the falls as well. Yep. Um, that low blow moment and getting two falls <laughs> off of that while giving away one. It was really, really well done. Yep. I can't say enough good things about those two gentlemen and, and what they did. Um even the uh, the post on on Dynamite where it was just a couple of promos yeah, between yeah. the two, and it's yeah. Daniel saying like, "I was putting wrestling before my kids," and I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> oh." When the heels right, yeah. So that's why I had to tap out, and I'm like, "Oh, that's yeah, that's beautiful." I'm telling you, everything beautiful. it was from the build up to the match to the post uh, interviews, everything mm. was done to perfection. Yes. Um, now I think next, uh, their next, next, uh, event is the MGF celebration. Mm. Uh, he's celebrating his win. Right, right. So hopefully there we see what's next for him. Cause yeah. I honestly don't know. I don't know either. What yeah. the fuck is next? Cause I don't know who's considered the number one contender right now. Exactly. I don't, I don't know. I and have not gone to the website and none of them. I, are I don't think, there. I don't think they've, they've the updated scores. that website in no, a while. No scores. <laughs> That would have been nice. That would be nice. I would like that. And um, with Mox and Hangman apparently still feuding. Yeah. Yeah. Jericho is now in the trios picture. Danielson's gone. Mm. CM Punk's is suspended. Yes. So I don't know who. Unless they bring CM Punk, I like. I don't see who could challenge for his uh, mm. title right now. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Unless somebody is going to be doing two feuds at once, which could be interesting. I would, I would maybe like to see Hangman doing two feuds at Listen, once. Listen, as long as they don't do what what they did with Hangman, that they just put him in a bunch of random ass yeah. feuds. Yeah. As long as they don't do, as long as I don't see like MJF versus yeah. fucking Brian Cage or some shit mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. <laughs> We okay. should be good. Ricky Starks could be. Could be Maybe. Back. Could be. I mean, he's got the promo skills. Yeah. He might not be there in terms of ready for another title shot. Yeah. Because he had that little that little one with MJF last year. But he's got the promo skills to make me believe. I think this is the sweet spot yeah. for AEW at the moment. I think they need to stay here with... A lot of focus on homegrown talent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A lot of focus on more of the sports aspects and not being sports entertainment too much and trying <laughs> yeah. to do that. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't, they're not going to out sports entertain the WWE on the road to WrestleMania, no less. <laughs> with, so, all their, with all their legends coming back and exactly. all that. Like, all, yeah, no. So no. stay in sweet spot with the sports they like they're 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 sports based pro wrestling yeah i don't think there's anybody better because i think they've got the roster 
of just talented wrestlers. A lot of a lot of guys in that locker room. Yeah. A lot of guys in that locker room. Be that as it, there wasn't a bad match on the card. Mm-hmm. Not really. I mm-hmm. mean, you could say the women's match didn't get time because we didn't talk about it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it was smack dab in the middle. And Ruby Soho did a turn, did a double cross. Uh, but you know you know <laughs> you know what it is with, with that women's match? Mm. Is that even though Ruby Soho did the turn, mm. the turn was so pretty like we've been predicting this turn yeah. for a while. Yeah. So the fact that it happened, it was like they did it in a creative way that I was still like, okay, that was mm. like they got me for a second. Yes. But I don't know, like, the women's division just, I don't know what it is. It's just not, like, they have the talent there. Mm-hmm. Like, Jamie Hayter can go. Tony Storm can go. Uh, Sheeta, Nyla Rose. Like, they have the talent there. Yeah. They just won't let them just fucking go out there and do their thing. It has to mm-hmm. be, like, this convoluted, like, no, now Hayter has Britt yeah. and yeah. Tony has Soraya and fucking Ruby. She's in the middle and yeah. now there's it's just so much shit going on i'm just yeah. like just give them enough time and just let them go i think what i'd like <laughs> to see is a is a tournament i would i That'll think nice. i would i think i'd even like to see a couple of tournaments for both titles i forgot about this <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah because it's still on jade yeah i forgot right? about the yeah there's still yeah. jade mm-hmm. so that's a whole other title yeah but i think i would like to see that i think i would like to have them devote Rampage, perhaps, mm-hmm. for these two tournaments, or do it across both, because you have the Dynamite. Dynamite, ha- what? Dynamite's on TN- TNT. 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 Yeah. yeah. So that's there. You go. All yeah. right. That'll be for the world's women's title, and then the TBS, and then the TBS yeah, yeah. title has the Rampage tournament. I think that would be. I think that would be great for them. Because again, they have they have the talent. Like again, a, there's a couple of the girls that are a bit too green. Yeah. Like, but they've got a lot of ladies. They've yeah. They've got yeah. a lot of ladies that can do business. Yeah. And, and they all leave the WWE ship because you know they can't get a spot there. <laughs> now they're coming over here. Yeah. And it's, like, and it's like we don't have any time for you whatsoever. At least with the WWE, they were like, hey, our women are still a focal point. <laughs> we just don't have anything for them. Yeah, it's just yeah. we've got time for four. <laughs> and then in AEW, they're like, we, we have, have an no hour. Time at all. <laughs> 45 minutes yeah. to get as many women on screen as humanly possible. Yeah, And then it becomes this whole shit where it's like, just nothing makes sense because you're fitting like nine women into yeah. one few. One segment. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that is not good. It's not great. So it's you, not great. You got to work on that. But besides that, stay in the pocket, AEW, because yeah. Revolution, there hasn't been a single bad Revolution pay-per-view. Every Revolution pay-per-view has been an absolute banger. Yeah. So I hope they continue that. <laughs> because I feel like with the other pay-per-views, they kind of experiment a little. With Revolution, yeah. I feel like they... They keep it like they know what that's yeah. your that's your wrestling show. Yeah, yeah. They keep right? they keep it wrestling. The yeah. other ones are like, hey, look at this ladder match. Look yeah. at this. Look at <laughs> Revolution is more like, nah. This is this is our show. Yeah. This is our show to show we, off our wrestling. We and have our... a show to put on. Exactly. <laughs> we have to recover from the year. <laughs> yeah, and then on 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 the other hand, uh, Road to WrestleMania. Yes. Uh, yeah. How have you been liking the Road to WrestleMania? Are you excited for WrestleMania? I 
excited for WrestleMania. I think they've mm-hmm. got all the ingredients of a good show. Yeah. All the ingredients. Yeah. Um, I'm 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 liking the the bloodline, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's a little bit of a bittersweet that Sami Zayn and and Kevin Owens yeah. are ultimately going to be in the tag. Yeah. Um, but I do hope that that main events one of the. The, well, night one. I yeah, because it does. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's it, that's the beauty of the two night. Like again, I'm still still a firm believer that it should be just one pay per view. Mm. But the benefit of the two nights is be that eight hours long, John. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the only benefits of the of the two night is that shorter and that you get to have these these uh main events. Yeah. That you might Otherwise not see exactly yeah. if it was a if it was like a one night show. Yeah. Personally, I think that's one of the best things that America has ever stolen from Japan is making <laughs> <laughs> is making the big show too light and two nights long. Like that's the best thing that they've ever stolen. Right? Apart from the NWO, that's a close second. <laughs> Listen, man, I've been, I've been, I've been, I'm ready for for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It's it's we're gonna be watching it. You know they're. They're coming off of last year WrestleMania. That was a great show. It was. It was a very fun, very fun show. Yeah. Again, well, well, like you said, it has all the ingredients to be great. Yeah. Are they gonna pull it off? That depends on who's behind the scenes. Yeah, the only real they're saying it's Vince. shit in the t- in the in the sandwich right now. The only real turd in the sandwich is Omos and Brock Lesnar. Yes, that is very disappointing. Yes, but <laughs> right now you're overshadowing it with the, and, with the tag and, opportunity. And you have uh, Bobby Bray. Yes, because that's yeah. either going to be great or it's going to mm. be a, a fucking mess. All I want is for it to be a regular match. That's <laughs> all I want. No man, it's gonna be a, a purple steel cage yeah. inferno match or some uh, shit like that. I hope not. Uh, I'm ready to see Cody Rhodes dethrone Roman Reigns. You think it's happening? I think so. I think it's gonna keep if going. If not, who? It's gonna keep going. Yeah, but then who? I don't know. There, that's a problem for future for for future uh uh Triple H to figure out. What irritates me is that it's two titles. That's that's what irritates me. I, I wish yeah. that it was. I wish that they never combined the titles. I don't like the undisputed title thing. And I don't like it because the they've thing, never done it correctly. No, because the thing too is like now because Roman's so dominant that if you try to like retcon him and be like, oh, he's just gonna defend one title. Nah. Then it's gonna look cheesy yeah. shit. Like, and you're oh. gonna know that one of them is is you know he's gonna yeah. lose that one. But when you put both of them on the line, like with Sami Zayn, for instance, like if it was just for the Universal Title, I would have been like, hmm, he could. There's a chance he, he could, could win do this. it, but there's no way they're gonna put and both. Then, and then he doesn't do it, which <laughs> would have been even more heartbreaking. But at least there would have been like even more intrigue, like. He could actually win exactly. just the one. Exactly. And then you have the two-night main events. Yeah, and Cody wants the WWE title. That's yeah. his story. Yeah. But because they did it with both belts, it's like, it's a foregone conclusion. He's that not, not going to win it. Yeah. But it's still going to be a great match to watch. Whereas if it's one belt, I think you have a better chance. But Yeah. And that's the only, like, again, I don't think he's going to lose it, but that's the only reason I kind of lean into Cody might win. Mm. Because it'll be easier to split the titles if Cody has them. Yeah. 
because he doesn't have the he hasn't had it for five fucking years almost, exactly. you know. So it'll be easier to just split it, especially like you said, he kind of just wants the WWE title, so it's yeah. easier for for him to like be like, oh, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's completely. But fair. I think at this point, there's no way you can take just one belt off yeah. of Roman. It just doesn't make sense. And I'm sorry, as much rehabilitation as you're going to do with the IC and US belts, they're still the secondary belts. Listen, That's, I, I tip my, my hat to Triple H for trying to make it a thing. Yeah, And they you, are bigger. They are more important. But than, they've buried them for so many years yeah. that it's just like, like again, we we care about them a little more now, yeah. but it's still a secondary title. It is. It's still been, a secondary title. We've been conditioned. That but again, I tip I tip my hat to him for even for just trying it. Yeah, I'm like it's a, it was a good try. Yeah. Uh, he's having more success with the IC title. Yeah. Uh, you know they brought in John Cena for the US title, so hopefully that elevates it a little more. But, yeah. but still, still secondary. Yeah, still and secondary. When title. you have a world title, whatever it is, Universal mm-hmm. or WWE, mm-hmm. it's still, it's, yeah, it, it makes your show better because you have top titles. Yeah. You have top contenders, mid-card contenders, and, and so on. But yeah. anyway, that's that's future <laughs> booking and future talk. What we're doing is we're talking about Mania and all of the ingredients are there for a good show. So I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be reviewing it live. So yes. hopefully we can do a little podcast yeah. afterwards, and you know, Deep. running down what we saw. You know, so tune in for that, and we yeah. will we will be predicting right here. Oh, on the podcast, we haven't done a prediction in a while. Oh yes, but oh, we need shit. to because <laughs> we are go. coming up on the closing months of our tour down Hogan and Roddy Piper Lane, which means. We're going to have a gap in between our next season, our All next right, storyline dossier. Yep, yep. And mm-hmm. what that needs is a punishment. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a couple just waiting. I was waiting for these predictions, predictions to come back. Bro. Yeah, so <laughs> it will soon be time, my friend, because after this show, we've only got two more. Oh, shit. And then that's it. Time flies, man. Absolutely. Time fucking flies. Big number 30, where we're talking about WCW Road Wild 1997. So let us waste no time. Without further ado, on with the review. Look me in the eyes, just John. No. <laughs> Look me in the eyes and tell me what time it is. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's been too long. <laughs> what is it? It's time for the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, it is all about the numbers. Just John. Listen, last time, last time we were here, we were talking about the go home edition. Mm-hmm. Of Monday Nitro in regards to going home to Road Wild. Yep. All right. So, I mean, to do those numbers is redundant. We did them already. We already <laughs> know the numbers. We already know the attendance. We already know the ratings. So, do we just 
go right into the show? Do we just talk about the numbers of Road Wild? <laughs> sure. No! Oh. <laughs> no, oh. we don't. What was happening before? <laughs> <laughs> what was happening before that nitro? What was happening in the lead up, sir? Oh my god. That we didn't talk about. And we must. We must do. So first and foremost, July 21st, Raw scoring a 4.1. I just want to Oh yeah, we're doing up. the choosing. Okay. That's right. Yeah, yes, it's time go. for the war. The uh, Monday night war. We don't have a name for that segment though. It's called war. <laughs> Okay. All right, let's do it. I'm ready. Just John's war. I'm ready. Let's All go. Right. This is just a little side note, little caveat. Raw scoring a 4.1 because Nitro was preempted July 21st. But this is a mega main event that I thought would tease your balls a oh. little bit. <laughs> it is the Hart Foundation's Bret Hart, Owen Hart, and Davey Boy Smith okay. taking on Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Undertaker, Jeez. and Dude Love. Oh shit! They really took advantage of the WCW thing. They certainly. I like did. that. I like that main event. A mega main event. Holy so shit. let's see how they followed up when Nitro was back head to head, July twenty eighth. Good sir, and this is your first and only choice. Okay. Yeah, because the next one is Nitro yeah. of the fourth, yeah. which we already did. <laughs> Raw scores a two point nine two rating. The main event: Bret Hart versus. The Patriot. <laughs> oh my God, that's a massive follow-up. Meanwhile, Monday Nitro. <laughs> that's how you keep them. <laughs> scores a three point three five, in which Randy Savage takes on Rick Steiner. Savage Steiner. Savage and Steiner, Savage Steiner. in your main event, indeed. That was a good time. I like it. It like was a it. good time. Yes. So, I mean, Raw is still trying to recover. Here and here, every now and then, they're putting on some real hellacious main events to draw you in. <laughs> and then you're getting a little Brett Patriot on the side. Uh. Meanwhile, it's on to Road Wild 1997, ladies and gents. August the 9th, 1997 from Sturgis. South Dakota. Yep. The pay-per-view buys 180,000, which is up quite considerably from 150,000 pay-per-view buys when it was called Hogwild. Yeah, but they had to change the name because of uh, copyright shit. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Sadly. The attendance. <laughs> we were robbed. Mm -hmm. The attendance is only an approximation, of course. Yeah. Uh, at 6,500. Which they say is a boost in attendance from last year's 5,000 approximate. Because for those who don't know, this was a free event. Mm -hmm. You just had to show up, mm -hmm. preferably with your motorcycle. Preferably. Um, but I think there was like some... Or with your breasts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> with either of those things. And yeah, you just got in. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. So the live gate... Zero dollars. Zero <laughs> smackers. Yeah. They had to rely on merchandise sales and pay-per-view pay buys in order to just break even yeah. on this show. Because 
we're going to get into it later. Dennis Rodman has a small cameo on yes, this show. Yes, he does. Like, literally two and a half minutes. If I do, Yeah, if anything. At the end of the show. So they had to pay him for that. Along with the main event, of course, being the rematch from Monday Nitro, in which Hollywood Hogan is challenging, very rare, for the world title against world champion Lex Luger. (laughs) And we all know about Hogan's contracts. (laughs) So that's a lot of money that they had to fork up with no attendance. Exactly. No attendance figures for Uh, money. But be that as it may, when you look at our first match, we got uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan, Tony Schiavone, and Dusty Rhodes on the desk Mm -hmm. for the first match, Vicious and Delicious, Buff Bagwell and Scott Norton taking on Harlem Heat. And funny thing about this match before you you get into the breakdown, Mm. um, (laughs) Booker T in one of his interviews was saying how Back in the days when WCW would do like the whole biker pay-per-views, yeah, that <laughs> him and his brother used to hate those pay-per-views <laughs> because, as a lot of you might know, bikers mm-hmm. they you know mm-hmm. they just don't mix no. well with Harlem. No. <laughs> so he used to he used to hate these pay-per-views. Mm. So it's just, that's just a little funny little. Uh, well, it might go on thing. to explain how this match is conducted. Yeah, because it is. Completely backward. <laughs> so, first and foremost, when Harlem Heat comes out, Stevie Ray almost eats shit in the sand and dies. He <laughs> slips quite hard in the gravel as soon as he comes out. Yeah. But as you look out, I mean, you've got the motorcycles, you've got pure greenery in the background. It's an outside venue, bright and sunny. Mm-hmm. Like, this thing looks cool. Yeah, it looks great. This yep. environment looks cool. This environment looks incredible. It's beautiful to look at. So, I mean, I get the point. I get the idea of doing things differently because that was so much WCW shtick. And they were were great for that kind of stuff of putting it in a beach or putting it, uh, you know, in... in North uh, Korea. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 North (laughs) Korea. Never forget, never forget, peace and love. that make it aesthetically pleasing on the eyes where it's like, wow, I'm watching something that's genuinely different. Yeah. And it just adds to the appeal. So I like that. But you're making no money. (laughs) (laughs) At the gate, you're making nothing. That's so stupid of you. (laughs) Especially when you have such big contracts. Exactly. Like, oh, but whatever. Buff Bagwell and Booker T to start. Uh, Buff Bagwell with hip tosses, clotheslines. He is hot out the gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Norton comes in and gets some shoulders in the corner, but he ends up missing. Booker with a spinning side kick. Uh, the kick's taking control for the Heat, who are getting booed over the NWO. And this is where it was starting to kind of... I was starting to notice... That the NWO, Vicious and Delicious, were working babyface yeah. in this match. <laughs> yeah. While Harlem Heat were firmly in the heel camp. Yeah. And I was like, what is going on? Because, like, not only is this happening, but, like, Buff Bagwell is the one that's taking heat. Yeah. 
Buff Bagwell gets slammed by Stevie, is suplexed by Booker T after a lot of work, flying shoulder tackles, things of that nature. Like, Buff Bagwell is getting the shit beat out of him for a solid five and a half minutes, getting worked over by Harlem Heat, and the fans are cheering for Buff. That, like, people are chanting for the NWO. Like, this is weird. What did, uh, 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 Michael Cole used to say we're in Bizarro Land. Yes. Yeah. And it shows because it was really weird. So finally, Buff Bagwell is able to land a shoulder tackle and is able to make the tag to Scott Norton, who catches Booker with a sidewalk slam. Bagwell is then tagged back in, who is a house of fire. Uh, Stevie is able to hold down the rope that sends Bagwell flying out. Uh, Bagwell starts taking even more heat. A scissors kick by Booker T to Buff Bagwell. A brain buster to Bagwell. And Stevie, after the tag is made, Jackie comes down and the engines start to roll. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Two requirements. Engines and titties. Engines and titties. <laughs> that should have been the name of this paper. <laughs> and we've got loads of it. Uh, Bagwell counters a powerbomb into one of his own. Uh, Scott Norton lands the shoulder breaker once the hot tag is made, but Jackie getting up onto the apron and starts attacking Scott Norton while the referee is distracted. Booker with the Harlem sidekick in order to pick up the win. Yep. <laughs> How did you feel about the opening contest? Uh, it was a decent, uh, it was a decent opener. Um, I'm not too much of a fan of Vicious and Delicious. I know you're a big fan of... of I'm a big fan of Buff Bagwell. <laughs> <laughs> it's not go crazy. You're, you're a huge Vicious and Delicious guy. Uh, I mean, I mean, to be fair, Scott Norton is a barrel of a man. Like, he is a barrel. He is an absolute tank. Again, uh, it, it, was a good, it was a good opener. Mm. I'm still not sold on their tag division, but it is a good opener. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was a good opener. Uh, back towards the sand uh, <laughs> at the internet station, <laughs> the Steiners and Ted DiBiase, who is in a full three-piece suit. In the he desert. He must be <laughs> boiling. <laughs> he must be... Even the commentary team is dressed down yeah. with, like, T-shirts and jeans. And here's Ted DiBiase in a full three-piece. Listen, you gotta, you got to stay in character at all times. Jesus Christ, <laughs> you're a madman. Uh, they're hyping up the upcoming tag team title match that they have for later on tonight as we move on to match number two, which is Conan taking on Rey Mysterio Jr. Mexican today. death match. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, Mexican death match. Okay, so you noticed them saying Mexican death match on the. I didn't re I didn't hear them. Okay, no. because I didn't. And in the middle of this match, I get very angry. <laughs> why there's not enough and death match? No, no, no. I will tell you why okay. later on. Mike Tenay joins us on the desk. Uh, it's. <laughs> I want to hear your reason. Oh man, it's time to find out whether or not Conan is Rasa. Right, that's what Rey Mysterio said. Yeah, because Con Conan's going on this whole, like, I'm going to beat up all the luchadors That's right. thing. Yeah, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's time to find out if he's Rasa. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's find out if he's Rasa. Let's Living see. La Vida Rasa. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. It's very good. I love it. Um, yeah, so Ray brings the fire 
with the flips and the drop kicks. But Hurricane Rana tries to go for a splash, but gets tossed into the turnbuckle and then clotheslined to the back of the head. And then, of course, Conan has very few moves of doom. Uh, a rolling clothesline. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. A bit of an Indian death lock as he's going after the left knee yeah. of Rey Mysterio because, of course, Rey is still favoring the leg. He's not 100%. He did suck her in, Conan, uh, on Nitro. Which is kind of confusing, the fact mm. that he did that, but then he's still he's like, still no, no, I'm still hurt. He's still I'm hurt. I'm still hurt. He's still hurt. Rey tries to fight back, goes for a leap, uh, leapfrog, but the leg gives out and Conan clips it. This, okay, so... Then he grabs like a, a leg hook, mm-hmm. does Conan to Rey Mysterio. And Rey is all over the ropes. Okay. He's all over them. Like he's grabbing them. And I'm thinking that this is a normal match. So I see <laughs> Mickey J just standing there. Right? Okay, I see what you And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, Rev! <laughs> Rev! <laughs> Like, okay, I, I see. Is, yeah, I see your confusion. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is a DQ! <laughs> yeah, I see I see your confusion. Count out! Count out! Because up to this point, they haven't done anything to extreme. That's right. So I can tell you can kind of, like, forget that it's a that it's a death match. Yeah, because, yeah. like, Mickey J is there. Ray is all up in the ropes. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, Ray, come on. What are, you, what are you doing? What are you saying here? You know, like, get away from the ropes. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so angry. Uh, <laughs> a big clothesline by Ray Ray. A uh, little little spout of, of, of resilience here. But it's another leg submission. Mm-hmm. Uh, Conan then goes for the mask. Hits a power bomb, And then continues to go for the mask. Uh, he gets the mask off. Gets it back on. Leg drop. Two count. This was a pointless spot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But then, Rey Mysterio botches a springboard leg drop hard. Hard. Yeah. Oh, man. But Rey Mysterio tries to recover, fighting back, but ends up getting a belly to belly. Uh, Rey heads up to the top after fighting back a little bit, tries for a splash, but gets caught into the cradle DDT. The sunrise, the tequila sunrise, and Rey Mysterio has no choice but to tap out for the win. Conan is Rasa. <laughs> so, first of all, I just want to say congrats to Rey. Mm-hmm. He just became a Hall of Famer. Yes. Yeah, they announced it on, on one of those smacks. So, congrats to Rey. Mm-hmm. This match was dumb. And yeah. this match was awful. It was very boring. Yeah. Very like, boring match. It had its moments where it was like decent, but mm-hmm. overall it was it was kind of a boring match. There was yes. not a lot going on. Um Conan again still only has like four moves that he can do That's from it. memory. That's it. <laughs> um it's a it's a Mexican death match. I don't think they used weapons at all, this they whole fucking not. thing. I don't even think they left the ring that much. Yeah. This whole, this whole, uh, the most hardcore thing that happened was again the submission that he wouldn't break. That's right. And then, other than that, it was kind of like a, it was an all right match, but mm-hmm. it wasn't anything that like I'll be like, yeah, you have to go watch this match. It was yeah. whatever. It was yeah. very little in terms of Mexican, very little in terms of death. <laughs> But it was indeed a match. <laughs> it had one of the three things going for it. 
a lot of fucking rest holds, yeah. a lot of ta- like that's that's one of my things with a lot of you like mm. hardcore wrestling fans. A lot of those submission holds, like it's not like tactician, like yeah, none no. Of, no, no, it's just them. It's a rest hold. It's yeah. a, them being lazy. It's really sloppy. Yeah. yeah, like it's it's just Conan not knowing what. Really exactly, to do like because I've, he's not a submission. I've guy. seen so many boring fucking matches that people are like defending. They're like, no, they're being strategic, and it's like, no, yeah. no. There's yeah. strategic, and then there's just like not mm-hmm. knowing moves. Like, yeah, this yeah. was a nothing match. I feel like it could have been way better, but we got what we got. We so. got what we got. A real yeah. low, a yeah. real low point. Yeah. at Road Wild, uh, we are at the top for. Mean my god, Gene. Who continues his Who gimmick is... of not getting in the fucking room. That's right. He's, <laughs> he's hyping up the hotline, first and foremost. And then he shows off the tattoo so that is absolutely not a new tattoo. But he pretends that it is. He's like, I, d- I don't remember how I got this. <laughs> I don't remember where I was. But, uh, well, we have it now, and I couldn't be prouder. <laughs> that was so fucking weird. I'd never expected in a million years for him to have a tattoo. Well, that, was, that was great. And he's got a badass one at that. It's, that was... it's a, a rose with thorns. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. It's a beautiful match. Number three, it is Steve Mongo, McMichael, <laughs> and Chris Benoit taking on your favorite, Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> And my favorite, Dean Malenko, which made me very conflicted for this contest. And I I had to say, uh, I had to throw my hands up and say, John, take us through. (laughs) I got you. I I don't know why I love Jeff Jarrett so much, but Mm. here we are, man. Um, Jeff Jarrett and Dean Malenko, they have uh, this new partnership. Uh, Dean isn't fully uh, sold on the partnership, but he's tagging along. He's seeing where this is going. Uh, Jeff Jarrett starts off the match against... Uh, Would have been D- D- Dean. Dean. Yes. yes. Sorry. Dean was, to start. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, no, no. Jarrett starts. Yes. Yeah. Jarrett starts off. Uh, excuse me. Yes, Jared starts off with with Benoit. With Benoit, there we there go. There we go. So Jared starts off, and he hits with his opponent with the arm drag. And as soon as he hits his opponent with the arm drag, he starts strutting his stuff mm-hmm. and immediately tags out to Dean. That's right. Uh, he's done his work. Yeah, he's done his work. He's met his quota. And Dean basically fights most of the match by himself mm. against Benoit and Mongo. Uh, he then tags in after like a couple back after like a back and forth, he tags in Jared and Jared's like surprised. Like that mm. wasn't part of the, no, the plan. Jared gets in there with, with Mongo. Uh, <laughs> they, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Jared gets in there with Mongo. Mongo goes for, for a pin attempt and Jared holds Mongo down, which just looks weird as shit. That's right. But Jared holds Mongo down, so Mongo gets the victory. And it's, oh, yeah, it's an elimination. It's an elimination. Yeah, it's an yeah. elimination tag match. So Jared's eliminated, and he's like, ah, see, I'm smart. Yeah. I'm not going to get hit anymore. That's right. But then Dean's in the middle of the ring like, bitch, I'm, <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> And of course, Benoit and Mongo just beat the shit out of Ben uh, out of uh, Dean because it's yeah. a two on one man That's now. Right. Yeah. Uh, Benoit hits the the diving headbutt, 
Mongo gets the pin oh, <laughs> on Malenko. God. And then and Mongo oh. and Benoit win. One, two, three. As Mongo gets the pin <laughs> on Malenko, continuing his amazing run of pay-per-view matches. Dean Malenko is so much better than this. <laughs> as soon as I saw him get pinned by Mongo, I'm like, oh, KJ's going to love this. Oh, he's so much better than this. This is not right. <laughs> so basically, back-to-back nothing matches. Mm. As we go into match number four for the Cruiserweight title yes. between Alex Wright and Chris Jericho. The Lionheart. Lionheart. Christoph Jericho. And as we move into that match, we figure out that Alex Wright's dance moves are incredible. <laughs> and I will hear no more about it. Uh, it's just it's it's just a weird visual <laughs> of a tall German dude <laughs> dancing to techno music in the middle of the desert around bikers. It's just a weird visual. <laughs> <laughs> I know he has dance moves. It's just not the right place. The best. Just not the right place. Some would say it's the perfect place. Oh. Some would say it is the perfect place. All right? Because <laughs> where else are you going to get the heat? Oh, right? my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it is for the Cruiserweight Championship. Um, classic wrestling to begin. Yeah. But uh, Alex is getting outworked a little bit. Uh, he gets to the rope break and he talks of the grab of the hair, which is completely incorrect. Um, <laughs> another collar and elbow tie-up pushed back into the corner is Jericho and Alex delivering a chop. Jericho tries to get it right, but no chance. Until Chris Jericho is on fire with takedowns and chops. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, into the headlock with Alex Wright. He's using the hair in order to keep control. And it is at this moment where I say Alex Wright is, is quite underrated as a performer. <laughs> he is. Again, I think he's doing very well. I never heard of him until the show that we reviewed a couple episodes ago. Mm. I'm not sure if it was 29 or 28. Yeah. But that's the first time I saw Alex Wright because, again, people just don't talk about Alex yeah, Wright. I didn't. I've never heard of him until that moment. Yeah. I was like, he's not bad. He's really good. Yeah, he's really good. He's good at getting the heat. He's good at uh, performing this match. He's working with Jericho quite well. Uh, Jericho gets uh, gets on a spinning heel kick to get back into it. Um, <laughs> is he sorry? Sorry to interrupt you, but is he like a because again, I don't know much about. It. Is he like a homegrown WCW guy, or did they yeah. get him from somewhere else? No, no, no. no. I mean, I, well, I guess international, but 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 he has made his name here in, in okay, WCW. Okay, this is where okay. he's getting his big his big break, his big shot, and he's been there for quite some time now. He's been there since I believe nineteen ninety five. Okay. Uh, maybe even ninety four around that time. So he's put some years in in the WC Deb. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So as Jericho hits the spinning heel kick, Alex Wright rolls to the outside of the ring, and uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan, he's like, "Yeah, you see that? Um, you you got to take it right there, right there in the center of the ring." And he knows that. He knows that Jericho's got to beat him in the center. And Dusty's, oh, Dusty's. <laughs> Because Bobby mentions he knows how big that ring is, so he knows when to roll out. He knows where the ring is at all times. And Dusty is like, yeah, so he knows how big the ring is? Well, then he's got to get it done right there in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Just amazing, amazing commentary. Yes. Uh, Alex gets back in, but he ends up getting crotched right on the top rope. 
back outside again. Triangle crossbody to the outside by Chris Jericho. Suplex on the ground by Alex Wright. These men are trading back and forth. Uh, Alex throwing Jericho back in. He gets to the top rope, only to be knocked off by Chris Jericho, who then grabs the arm in an arm ringer and starts to work it. But a spin heel kick by Alex this time is able to get out of it. A top rope knee drop by Wright and a good old little time to dance. <laughs> Never stop the dance. Alex Wright going up for a big moonsault, but Mrs. Jericho begins the comeback. It's a lion salt to the back of Alex Wright. It only gets a two count. A double power bomb. The Jericho classic only gets a two count. Bobby the Brain Heenan says, my God, he should have went for the pin there. He missed it. Tony Schiavone is like, yeah, he really did miss that pin there. And Bobby is like, yeah, that's what I said. Are you deep? <laughs> Are you deep? (laughs) (laughs) Alex then stops Chris Jericho as he goes to the top rope. It is a superplex for a two count. But then, after a little bit more back and forth, Alex is able to roll through a pin attempt by Jericho with a handful of tights. He gets the victory. This was a fantastic Cruiserweight match. Great match. Yeah, great, great, great match. The ending was fun. The whole match was 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 fun, um, mm. especially after the last two matches that were kind of like a low spot. Yeah. I think this pay per view needed this this match to kind of get that energy back up. up. Yeah. Yes, and I also find it really good that this was a different type of cruiserweight match because, as we've seen in the past, it's very uh, luchador based. Our cruiserweight division, yeah, with the <laughs> likes of Dean, Eddie, um, Psychosis, um, yeah, uh, Ray Mysterio, yeah. Psychosis, yeah. Ultimate Dragon for yes. a time. So to move into this. Cru- Chris Jericho, Alex Wright is a very different style, and I really enjoyed it. It was a fresh change of pace. Match number five, two men that cannot fucking stand each other in (laughs) real life, having to do a match in the blistering heat. Let's see how it goes. (laughs) Because the thing with this match, too, is that, like, the sun hasn't set yet. No. It's at that point where it's like at its hottest. Mm-hmm. So like <laughs> the sun's really hitting them. Good Lord. It is six taking on the nature bar with mm-hmm. Flair. Six uh, with the early knockdown to nature boy Ric Flair is able to do some kicks, get that going on. Remember the fact that six is using the kicks because that's going to come up in a moment. Uh, <laughs> Rick uh, Flair is able to uh, deliver the chops every single time that six is trying for something. He gets chopped down. Ric Flair is loving it. He taunts and lures six into more chopping. Uh, six is able to miss a knee into the corner up and over the top. Ric Flair tells Six to suck it. (laughs) Ric Flair continues with the chops for every quick move that Six tries to do. But it's a spinning heel kick to the back of the neck of Ric Flair. Not to the back of the head, to the back of the neck. (laughs) Then, a back kick that knocks Ric Flair down again. Nature Boy chants ringing throughout the crowd. And then, of course, it is the Bronco Buster to the Nature Boy Ric Flair, who famously hates taking I was, that move. I was just going to say that. <laughs> a rear trim lock for a long old time. Ric Flair tries to get uh, some fighting back in, but Six with a with a kick that nails Ric Flair right in the teeth. Mm-hmm. And Ric Flair gets pissed. <laughs> Listen, it's hard doing a match with a person you hate. Because oh, every little thing is going to set you oh, off. Oh, man. And Six is... Six is really stiff with them kicks. He's got no object permanence. 
He is just firing <laughs> off those kicks and seeing what happens. Uh, it is a slam of <laughs> and and up to the top rope. A flying leg drop connects by six. It only gets a two count. Another spinning heel kick only gets a two count. Ric Flair upside down, but he gets back in and goes for the knee. Inseguri lands uh, from six to Ric Flair. He tries for a senton, but Ric Flair is able to move. Figure four time, but six is right at the ropes for the rope break. Mm-hmm. A buzz killer attempt, which for anybody that doesn't know, is the crossface chicken wing. Yeah. All right. Uh, it looks weird. Six has the dumbest moveset. He does. In wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's a very odd <laughs> moveset. Bronco buster, the yeah. chicken wing. Holy shit. Spinning heel kicks. Oh, my for God. For no reason. Yeah, it's very odd. Um, so then uh, buzz killer attempt gets reversed, but Six is able to drop Ric Flair down. He goes for another Bronco buster attempt, but just gets kicked in the balls. <laughs> One of my favorite. Favorite reversals <laughs> I've ever seen. Just kick him straight in the balls, man. Just gets kicked in the balls. <laughs> Ric Flair rolling up six, puts the feet on the ropes for the victory. Um, I don't, I can't call it an entertaining match. You didn't like it? Only because I, I, I kept seeing Ric Flair getting hurt. <laughs> And kept seeing Ric Flair getting pissed. No, I, I I like this. Like for some, I just like this match. Okay, they had yeah. a they had a weird chemistry, mm. but it was funny to to watch them go at it. Man. Like it was just, I felt really bad for Ric Flair in this situation, and I know that I have no reason to. Because it was it was literally like the the old like the old veteran yeah. versus the young punk yeah. and it went exactly like that match would would go down in any generation yeah. <laughs> but it was like he got kicked in the back of the neck and like kicked in the teeth but that finish though yeah kick, kick to the nuts Come right on. The balls. i like this match <laughs> it was a fine match don't get me wrong it wasn't bad by any means i just felt bad for rick flair and i just kept getting taken out of it because it was like this poor man is having to deal with this and the blistering heat like this is not fair <laughs> every Listen, everyone, if you go back to watch the pay-per-view, mm. I feel like this pay-per-view has two two parts. Mm. Where it's like the part where all the competitors hate it because yeah. it's hot as fuck. Mm-hmm. And then there's the part where the competitors don't mind because they're because yeah. the sun's starting to set. Yeah. And now they're like, oh, it's like a cool right. like little... Yeah. <laughs> Because after this, the next match is actually quite calm and comfortable. Yeah, because the sun's starting to set. Now, yeah. like, the next couple matches, like, everyone's just, like, yeah. vibing out now. Yeah. yeah. Match number six is Kurt Henning taking on DDP. It is a blood feud. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we know from Bash at the Beach when Henning debuted, and there was the miscommunication between Henning and Diamond Dallas Page. Things have only escalated since then. The story going into this, of course, as we saw on Nitro is whether or not Kurt Henning is part of the Four Horsemen. Mm-hmm. The Four Horsemen, baby. The Four Horsemen, baby. Which we've we've seen already. What three members of the Horsemen already? That's right. Yeah, so that's right. We have, and and so here we go. Uh, I'm going to I, I just John my technical liaison. I would like for you, as we discuss the 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 opening moments of this match, to play 
Kurt Henning's music over top of us here because it is literally the worst music that I have ever heard in my entire life. I got you. I got you. This is absolutely horrible. It's this rock garbage that has no business being anywhere near Mr. Perfect. Yeah. It just doesn't fit. It's generic. It's awful. You can hear it right now, and it's disgusting. Me. And for for WCW, a lot of their their theme songs they they had some good theme songs. Mm-hmm. Four Horsemen, yeah, uh, NWO, mm-hmm. like they had some bangers. Yeah. But most of their theme songs, I swear, they just got it from like a generic theme song folder, and yeah. they would just slap it onto whoever was coming out. Exactly. Because I'm, I'm like again, that's the one thing WWE has had over wcw at least for like my opinion is the theme is the theme song the theme songs for wcw were just generic like here here's this music for you here here's like generic 90s wrestlers song honestly they would just put it on this is kurt henning's music like look at this listen to this shit yeah it's indie garbage six It's like when you create a, a wrestler in WWE 2K, and there's like the one section that's just like generic Patriot number Never. five. Never. <laughs> I, hate I hate it so much. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page comes out. They have a fight before the bell. Mm-hmm. Henning takes Page down by the hair. A brawl here, trading chops and shots. Henning to the apron and then dragged around by the hair himself. Kurt is then crotched into the post once by himself and then once by Diamond Dallas Page. <laughs> uh, the pants get f- pulled down a little bit, exposing the blaby blue undies of Kurt Henning. <laughs> Page goes up to the top rope but Henning is able to stop him by hanging him up uh, a hanging DDP uh, over the top rope with the towel uh, very much like a revolution mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John Moxley taking a few notes uh, <laughs> a knee lift by Kurt Henning neck snap and Kurt Henning goes nobody beats Kurt Henning <laughs> it doesn't sound the same doesn't sound the same oh, as nobody man. beats Mr. Perfect. It's sad. It's sad when they have to do it copyright style. <laughs> it's a neck twist between the legs by Kurt Henning. And then he starts attacking the legs of Diamond Dallas Page. Kurt Henning is dissecting the pager. A spinning toe hold, my lord. My god. A spinning toe hold. DDP continues to uh, just kick out, just kick out as Henning is trying to take firm control. He's Mm -hmm. just fighting back, uh, but he's taking a lot of heat uh, until all of a sudden a massive clothesline by Diamond Dallas Page. It gets a two count. Uh, And then the ref is knocked out. Yeah. Yes. Because remember, refs are made out of paper. Absolutely. (laughs) Kurt Henning takes this time to expose the turnbuckle. DDP is then just (laughs) smashed into it. No pomp and circumstance. No build up. No nothing. Just Just takes DDP's head and just smashes it into into the exposed steel. And that's it. But there is no ref. There is no ref. So Henning takes some time. He taunts a little bit, and then he goes for the Henning Plex. Uh, finally, the ref comes to, but it only gets a two count. Damn, even the copyright version of the finisher sounds terrible. It does. The Henning Plex. The Henning Plex. Oh, my God. That's it. I mean, it's either that or the Fisherman Suplex. Um, <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. You know, I mean, 
Uh, it is what it is. We're, yeah. we're grasping yeah. at nothing here. God damn. DDP is able to fight back. He takes Henning down with the face plant move. Uh, after tossing his head into the turnbuckle, the exposed steel, just for no reason. Um, but then Ric Flair comes out. Right? Yeah, because as he as he goes for the dumbass power driver face breaker thing, whatever he wants to call it. That's right, that's right. As he lifts up. Uh, Henning, he he knocks out the ref because for does. some reason the ref's right like right behind yeah. him. Two referee bumps in a matter of like two and a half to yeah. three minutes. And the first one was respectable. This one was like, ah, you just guys, you guys just yeah. needed him out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, Ric Flair comes on down, goes to the top rope, tries to attack, but he ends up getting the diamond cutter. But in the fracas and rackus and malacus, Henry. Henry. Henning is able to land another Henning Plex and he gets the shock win. I was rather I was surprised by yes. this. Because even with the interference, I thought DDP was on such a run that they would be like, no, it's mm. still he's still gonna find a way to win type yeah. of thing. But no, they gave it to Henning. Indeed. He, uh but still though, his Henning's whole run so far has been not great. No. Not no. great at all. Um, Even with this win. Yeah. yeah. It is not fantastic. Um, but I, I know that they are building up to the next pay-per-view, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. which Henning will be a part of uh, in the main event, as a matter of fact. Uh, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there, not yep. to spoil things too much. <laughs> <laughs> as we move on. <laughs> What was that? It's a scandal. It's oh a scandalous. God. It's my mischievous <laughs> laugh, you know. Okay, all right. My, <laughs> my my little my little anime girl sound. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You all right. It. You love it. <laughs> you love to hear it. You love to see it. Uh-huh. As we move on to match number seven, in which the macho madness. The macho madness is gonna murder the bum. He's gonna murder the bum. <laughs> murder the bum as he takes on the giant. Yeah, so. Yes, and in the interest of sharing the load. <laughs> She's gonna get into it. Well, okay. <laughs> so, next, it's the it's Macho Man Randy Savage versus the giant. Um, before the match starts, Macho Man is on the outside. Mm-hmm. And he's not trying to get in there with, with, with the giant. No. And the giant knows this. Uh, the giant looks away for a second. <laughs> and Macho Man takes advantage and gets in the ring. Absolutely. And hits the giant with a jumping knee to the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he tries to slam the giant, but he can't and ends up falling backwards. <laughs> the giant then proceeds to beat the shit out of Macho Man uh, yes. to the point he had to go outside and regroup. <laughs> uh, Macho Man tries to hide behind Elizabeth. But the giant just picks up Elizabeth and puts it to the side. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he press slams Savage yeah. right back into the ring. He throws Savage right back into the ring. Savage manages to chop the legs of the giant, and he goes on to uh, on the hunt, attacking the, the legs of the giant. Uh, because of the continued leg attack, Savage is in full control. Yes. But uh, he hits the giant with a, with a clothesline after clothesline, but the giant won't go down. Uh, until Savage hits him with a diving crossbody. He goes for the pin, but the giant kicks out. Savage goes for another top rope move, but the giant grabs him midair and hits him with a choke slam for the win. Yeah. And 
Yeah. So how did what did you think of the match? I mean, it was an easy match, which yeah. was kind of odd to me. Yeah. That um, the giant just kind of won without real especially, especially since they've been setting this match up for like about a uh, about a couple weeks now. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was gonna be uh, even with uh, Macho Man just being in 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 a paper in a main event of a pay per view. A couple, what was it like? Two events ago. Two months ago, yeah. 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 So him being in the main event, him having this hot feud with uh, DDP, then having like this build up with the Giant, I thought this was going to be a bit longer and a bit just a better match. But it was kind of, you know, it was kind of like your typical the Giant match where like people can't figure him out. Then they're like, okay, I'm just going to chop the legs. You chop the legs, blah, blah, blah. Then. He still overpowers you. Yeah, bang, bang, boom. Yeah. It, it was a decent, like, big guy versus little guy match, but mm-hmm. nothing nothing special. Nothing mm-hmm. to, to... And to very surprising about. to me that yeah. uh, Randy Savage has taken the loss here because, again, like, there's unfinished business with the Diamond Dallas Page story. Mm-hmm. You figure you'd want to keep both of those men clean, or both of those men strong, but instead, both of those men lost here. Yeah, this is this is one of those like again. I don't like DQ finishes in matches, but this is one of those matches where it would have benefited from a DQ finish just because giving the win to either of these men was gonna be was gonna derail the other the other one regardless. Yes, yes. But uh, be that as it may, we are moving on to the semi main event in which features the WCW Tag Team Championships as the Outsiders defend against the men that have been chasing the belts since January. (laughs) Since Since we started doing (laughs) that of the Steiner Brothers. All right, so match eight is for the tag team titles between the Outsiders and the Steiner brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the co-main event, That's right? right? And for some reason, I don't know why, but the Outsiders got, like, their generic entrance, like, just their mm-hmm. regular entrance. Yeah. And they're the champions. But for <laughs> the Steiners come out. <laughs> And they had fireworks. Yeah. They come out in fucking uh what what do you call it? In, in the motorcycles. Yeah, they got the hogs. For a second, I had to like look back and I was like, wait, did they lose? Yeah. Did the titles change? No. What, what's going on? No. I thought it was like uh, you know how six stole like the, yeah. the, the title that was I'm like, did they steal the titles? <laughs> Is this what's going on? No, like no. they got like a championship entrance, even yeah. though there was a challenge. Right. So I found that really weird, but it did look badass as hell yeah yeah because the great. sun was setting and they're like coming out in their harleys and shit yeah. super dope super I mean, dope it was it was great for the steiners yeah uh, they have all the momentum on their side they've got the new manager they're mm-hmm. going after the gold they've got the winds behind them they have the spectacular entrance let's see if they can bring <laughs> home the gold <laughs> let's let's run it down yes nick patrick is the referee so we'll see if that comes oh into God. play at all <laughs> Because they felt mentioned to to point that out. Uh, Listen, Nick Patrick is uh, the old school version of uh, what's this lady from AEW now? Uh, oh, uh, Aubrey. Aubrey. Yes. Where uh, whenever she's in a match, or whenever Nick Patrick's in a match, you know shenanigans are going to happen. Right, that's yeah. right. The Scots start us off. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got the toothpick. We got the slaps. 
We've got the, you know, we've got the shtick. It's, yeah. it's, it's all there. It's all there. Scott Hall with a kick to the gut. It's like a comedian that keeps doing the same joke, not yeah. realizing it's kind of getting works. it's kind of getting boring. If it works, it works. Scott Hall, <laughs> kick to the gut and takes the arm. Steiner with the clothesline to Scott Hall. And then a back suplex after that. It's a double underhook suplex. And then all four men are in the Steiner stand tall with Rick Steiner doing the hoo, hoo. <laughs> We're just playing the hits, baby. Right under the, the hits. Yes, yeah, it's a very basic match. <laughs> very basic. Ricky Steiner is in and Hall tags into the big guy, Kevin Nash. And well, we know what's coming here. I wonder what he is moves at his left. Corner and then clothesline running. <laughs> Whoa! Um. The snake eyes. But it's countered into the back suplex by Rick Steiner. We didn't get the Nash special. <laughs> it was insane. Scott Steiner knocks Scott Hall off uh, the ringside area, but then runs into a big boot by Kevin Nash once he is tagged in. Clothesline by Scott Hall to Scott Steiner. Nash is tagged back in, and then they are doing the double team work uh, to Scott uh, Steiner. A follow-away slam by Scott Hall gets a two-count. A sidewalk slam by Kevin Nash. And now we get the corner. The elbows. <laughs> what have we been the waiting knees. for? <laughs> oh, yes. The elbows, the knees, the boot to the neck. It's the Nash special back for a limited time only four ninety nine <laughs> Before taxes. <laughs> Hall gets in the very boring abdominal stretch. Uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, they do the hand thing where they're pulling on the hand for the extra leverage. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, uh, Scott Steiner is able to hip toss out, uh, but he ends up missing the elbow drop. Kevin Nash gets in, elbow to the back. Uh, Scott is getting worked over once again for a very long time now. Uh, Scott gets put into the outsider's corner. He tries to fight his way out, but he gets uh, trapped once again. Uh, Scott Hall is, uh, has got kind of a camel clutch deal mm -hmm. on Scott Steiner, but Scott Steiner is finally able to get an electric chair drop. Kevin Nash gets tagged in and a clothesline from downtown to Scott Steiner <laughs> nearly takes him to town. Doesn't even pay. A boot to the corner ends up missing and Kevin Nash is all the way out. Uh, Scott is cut off again, this time by Scott Hall. A second row bulldog by Scott Hall only gets a two count. Um, Rick Steiner then gets in and stops the outsider's edge. And then it is a belly to belly to Scott Steiner. And then finally, a hot tag to Rick Steiner, who is a house of fire. Power slams for everybody. And then a big elbow drop. And then they set up the Steiner's double team maneuver. Uh, from the top rope, hits a bulldog, goes for the cover. They have it won, but Kevin Nash, who is on the outside, pulls Nick Patrick out, and that is an immediate DQ win for the Steiner brothers. Yeah, they think they win. They, they think they won the titles, but the ref tells them that because it's a DQ, titles don't change hands. The titles don't change hands. Uh, this was a really basic, like, if you put... Uh, outsiders versus the steiners in a generator it's going to generate this exact same match mm -hmm. uh nothing too crazy it wasn't terrible but it also wasn't like the greatest thing ever it was yeah. a decent decent match yeah and they did match. all of that build up 
They have the new manager. They have the special entrance. They have the momentum. DQ finish. DQ finish. Yep. Yep. It's like these are one of the things. <laughs> these are one of the big things that cause the demise. Like, again, if it was earlier in the card, whatever. But you leave it to the co-main event. Yep. You give them all of this fucking yeah. this whole fireworks show. Yeah. And then to end like that, at least give them the decency of letting them lose like yeah. properly, like letting them get pinned at least. Exactly. You know, instead of this DQ bullshit. Exactly. It's nonsense. But now it is time for the main event. Yeah. And it's so awkward. This is the, <laughs> the these entrances were so awkward, especially for this one. Cause uh, Hogan coming out with no entourage. No entourage. No belt, no, no fancy mm-hmm. fireworks, nope. no fancy pyro, no. just Hogan. It's just Hogan. Like, they look so fucking weird watching We it. have Michael Buffer <laughs> in I a mean, leather beret. Okay, there's something. Mm-hmm. There's something. We yeah. still got him. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Buffer with the leather and the white tux. Mm-hmm. He's looking like a fucking boss. <laughs> Lex with all that fucking money they're giving hey. him. He can afford it. He can afford it. Uh, Lex Luger comes out. The belt is clean. There's mm-hmm. no spray paint whatsoever. Uh, both men standing tall here as we begin the match with a little jaw jacking. Hollywood Hogan is is just talking away the entire match. Big knees to the guts by Hogan and some chops. Mm-hmm. A knockdown by Lex Luger, though. Hogan is able to keep the arm ringer on once he gets a hold of it. Luger is finally able to reverse and deliver some arm drags that sends Hollywood Hogan running to the outside. Uh, Hogan then hammers on Lex Luger. These men are no technical masters. <laughs> They're not. No, just They're a not. bunch of clubby blows. That's it. They're not. This is heavyweight wrestling at its, <laughs> at its peak. peak. Yes. An elbow drop by Hogan, but is only able to land a two count choking to Lex Luger. He's telling the fans to shut their mouths. Shut him up. Tell them to shut him up. Uh, ten shots to the buckle for mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan. Uh, outside brawl into the steps by Hogan, and then a cable choke, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in, Hogan is able to maintain control. Get up, Lex Loser. Get up, Lex Loser. He's such a dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then an easy backbreaker. Hogan just picking up Lex Luger, just bam, bam, done. Backbreaker. Two count, though. For some reason, a test of strength now. <laughs> Why did you say it like that? <laughs> because we're halfway through this match. And now, Maybe they want to test their strength now. It's time for middle. a test of strength. <laughs> and Hulk with just a blatant low blow. Mm-hmm. A double chop to the throat. He lands a big boot, but doesn't go for a leg drop. He goes for a cover instead and gets a two count. A big old suplex by Hollywood Hogan. And it is at this point that I'm like, God, this match is so dull. Yeah. This match is so dull. This is not a WCW Nitro match. Yeah. This is far removed. This is a dull match. Lex Luger starts to get himself up. He starts to hype up a little bit. Clothesline down. Lex fires up. Delivers uh, the, the forearm shot to the top of the head. A roll up out of nowhere by Hogan as he hides in the corner mm-hmm. and suckers Luger in. But that only gets a two count. Goes for a leg drop, but it misses. 
NWO coming out. Send in the clowns. <laughs> but Luger dismatches all of them. Kevin Nash gets in. He gets disposed of. And then Sting comes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen, this... This trope has been used about six different times in our run of the podcast so far. <laughs> My whole thing is I if you don't wanna if you don't wanna like put on a pay-per-view, just don't put on a pay-per-view. <laughs> you don't have to give us a pay-per-view. Like it's fine. Like yeah. we could wait till the next pay-per-view. If you don't wanna like <laughs> goddamn. Yeah. yeah, but uh Sting hits Lex Luger uh, with the bat to the back. The referee sees this but doesn't call it. Hogan then drops the Hogan leg drop to win in this boring Boring shit match. This was so dumb, man. Why why build up this feud? Why give Luger the belt? The whole celebration with the WCW, like, yeah, we fucking beat them. It's this whole happy moment just to reverse it, like, right after. Yeah, and take no time in doing so. Uh, they paint the title again. Uh, we didn't mention uh, Dennis Rodman because he only shows up here. Yes, this is that's what we were talking about earlier. He shows up just to paint the NWO sign with with his buddies. Yeah, and that's it. And that is how we go off the air. Yeah. So all the all the all the build up, all that for basically nothing. Nothing at all, though. Because the belt is back on Hogan. Listen, it literally we went right back to how it was before. Mm -hmm. Outsiders still have the tag titles. Hogan still has the the WCW title. Yeah, like it's like all the progress we did is back to zero now. Yeah, and it's weird because they've built this up since Spring Stampede, so we're mm -hmm. talking since April, mm -hmm. right? And the whole it makes me feel like the Luger title opportunity was a burden on them. Yeah, that they had to get rid of. Yep, yep, yep. Because it's like they did that weird four corners match. Then they had Luger just be number one contender for like three months. And then I think they saw they saw that they had to do the three hour the three hour nitro. Nah. And they're like, all right, fuck it. Let's yeah. just let's just do it. Let's just get the let get let's get the rating pop. Yeah. And then let's put it right back on Hogan fall the following pay-per-view. Honestly. It's like wow. Match of the night, standout star, and the overall show grade for this Road Wild 1997 vicious and delicious John. What do you have for me and why? Uh, standout star. Mm. I'm gonna go with DDP. DDP gets uh, the standout. Yeah, just because honestly, there just wasn't there wasn't enough on this pay per view, yeah. so I'm gonna give it to DDP, even though you know. His match was whatever. Yeah. Uh, standout uh, match of the night, I'll go six and Ric Flair. Yeah. I really enjoy that match for All some right. reason. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. As I said, it wasn't a bad match. Really enjoyed just... the match. And then uh, overall show grade was two out of five. Mm. Like, it's a it's a decent paper. It's a passable pay-per-view. Yes. Like, if you want to go back and rewatch it, like, there's not going to be anything terrible on it but there's also not going to be anything entertaining on it no not particularly <laughs> like not so particularly. again if you want to go back and watch it just like to have something in the background like it fine like 
you have the Jericho Alex Wright match. You have the the DDP Kurt Henning match. Mm. Uh, even even though the opener, you have the opener, but then everything else is just meh. Like yes. everything else is just there. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are your what are your standout stars match of the night over Rachel Grade? Match of the night, I'm going with Chris Jericho versus Alex Wright, the Cruiserweight title match. Yep. I was thoroughly impressed. Mm-hmm. I uh, was surprised by Alex Wright. Uh, he's an underrated performer, I have come to find out. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, as I say, the having a totally different style of Cruiserweight title match was refreshing. Yeah, and uh, I think those two men delivered. In so what you're saying is that you're not Rasa. I'm not Rasa. You're not Rasa. I'm not Rasa. <laughs> not in this case. Not at this juncture. Uh, so the standout star is actually going to Alex Wright. He honestly That's impressed fair. me. That's fair. He impressed me more than I thought he would. That's uh, fair. I got some laughs. I got some giggles. He was technically competent. He, uh, it was a great match, in my opinion. And, um, yeah, I had a good time with it. But otherwise, to me, there was nothing else here. Okay. Nothing else here. I thought the uh, the tag match for the tag titles was underwhelming. I didn't understand why you wouldn't give the titles to Scott Steiner, uh, to the Steiner brothers. Yeah, you already did all the work. Yeah, you do all of this build up. You give them the new manager. You give mm-hmm. them the special entrance, but you don't pull the trigger. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hollywood Hogan and Lex Luger match was boring, boring, boring. <laughs> It was so boring. Which is weird because this is their second match. Yeah. Like, they've done it before. They yeah. just had to do it again. And, they and just... the first one was really, like, it was entertaining. That's what like, I'm it saying. It's like you guys prove you guys can do this yeah. already. So, But for whatever reason, it wasn't here. Um, yeah. And there's just there's just not much else. Mm-hmm. There's nothing really to write home about. There's no real shining positives that I can give. Uh, even Macho Man and the Giant, they underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Ric Flair, I felt bad for. <laughs> yeah. Macho Man and the Giant was really disappointing. Yeah. Uh, even the, the tag match with the Four Horsemen and, and yeah. Jarrett, that was like, again, you knew it was going to be some bullshit because mm-hmm. it's Jarrett. Like, yeah. he's never in just a regular match. Huh. But it still was like adding on to like everything else in the pay per view. Just. Exactly. Yeah. So overall, my shot grade is going to be a two out of five. That is all that I'm able to give it. That is all that my heart is willing to give it. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, but the, there you have it. That was Road Wild 1997. We move on to the Fall Brawl. Yeah. The War Games. It's coming to an end. Yes. It's coming and to an the end. The main event of that one is the Four Horsemen taking on members of the NWO. In the War Games cage match, in the home of the Four Horsemen, Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, I've seen I've seen this match a bunch of times, so mm-hmm. it's gonna be cool to go rewatch it mm-hmm. one more time. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe even a little heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Because until then, thank you so much for joining us for this the thirtieth episode of the Colossal Tussle Podcast. We fucking did it, buddy. 30 yes. episodes. 30 man. episodes over a year old. We're doing it. We're coming to the end of the Hollywood Hogan Roddy Piper storyline. Where is Roddy Piper? We don't know. Uh, <laughs> the show is so boring. I totally forgot. Piper wasn't even on it. Not even. Holy couldn't, shit. Couldn't be bothered. <laughs> But we move on to bigger and better things, of course. You can leave 
your rating, review, share, and subscribe. You can find us on every platform available, such as what, Just John? We're on Spotify, Apple Music, Audible, Amazon Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube, uh, Stitcher. Mm -hmm. Again, anywhere you can find podcasts, you will Find our lovely voices there. We are also brand new to iHeartRadio as of a week ago. So the uh, podcast section of that is available for your listening pleasure. So we're everywhere. We're everywhere. So everywhere that you have a subscription to, Mm -hmm. make sure you go, you follow, you like, whatever they allow you to do, you do all those things. Indeed. Indeed. Go to YouTube, comment on YouTube, let us know what you guys a uh, feuds that you guys want to see us uh review uh how you're liking the show so far just let mm-hmm. us know you can also follow us on twitter nice. at the colossal tussle one mm-hmm. same thing tweet us let us know what you think let us know what you want to what you want us to review what you want yeah. us to talk about you know yeah feedback is always appreciated of and course. also if you wish to sponsor the podcast any and anything you can always send us an email to the colossal tussle pod at gmail.com that is the colossal tussle pod at gmail.com and that goes for a lot of indie promotions i know wrestlemania season's coming along mm-hmm. a lot of indie shows are going to be happening so hit us up at the email there that's right, that's uh, right. let us know what, what what your promotion has going on and you might get a shout out at the beginning of the shows indeed indeed because of course there's a there's canadian independent wrestling aplenty yep. pro wrestling ontario which we've happily promoted in the past yep. berry wrestling which we've happily promoted smash wrestling which is the mecca of canadian independent wrestling yep. we will be going to the gcw event next sunday Right here in Toronto, Ontario. So that will always be fun. And join us next week as we take a look at the Fall Brawl 1997. But until then, for Just John, I am KJ Johnson, and we are out. Thank you.